Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph to Basham, MD. Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. Co host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brampernard. Kristen Burr will join us right after this with the family. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We're rocking out, man. That's all I have to say. Mom had to hit the road because Terry called her. Her brother called her. So Mom is not here right now, but we do have Kristen Burt. I know sure that. Do. Oh, Kristen Burt. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe I'm here? It's Tuesday. Yeah, what the hell are you doing? Where have you been? Uh, last week, I had an appearance on QVC, so I couldn't. You had, oh, oh. Had, oh, you had an appearance? Wow. Yes, I represent Ooh. a product on QVC, so oh, cool. I'm on QVC about twice a month. <laughs> oh, good for you. Cool. Yeah. You know, I got I to ask you something about presenting products on television, okay? Yes. Uh, <clears throat> last Saturday, I got up early. Well, I always wake up early anyway, but I got out of bed at about, I don't know, 4.30, something like that. And I'm just hanging around all day, and about uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock, I figured, oh, maybe I'll watch a little TV, see what's on. And I go, oh, the Comedy Channel. Let's go on there. So I go on to watch. It's a show called Just for Laughs. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know the show Just for It's a, actually a French-Canadian show. So they don't talk during. They talk, but they don't translate it. They just have a commentator. So when they're talking to one another, you can't hear them talking because they're speaking French because it's a French-Canadian show, right? Mm-hmm. playing in America. And I watch that, and it comes to an end, and then it's like this next show comes on. 
And uh, the next show is called, this is on Comedy Central, which is a broadcast channel. It's on all the cable systems. It's broadcast, uh, you know, around the world or cabled around the world or whatever. So it's accessible to everybody, right? Yes. I'm sitting there watching and this woman goes, oh, you're going to love this product. Now, I don't know the name of this damn show. I, don't, I didn't look. I just figured it was going to be another comedy show. Well, it wasn't a comedy show. The woman holds up. A huge pink dildo. <laughs> I'm not making this up. She holds up a huge pink dildo and then goes, watch this. Flicks a button and it starts rotating. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching a big pink dildo rotate on a cable channel <laughs> that any eight-year-old that wakes up on Saturday morning could turn on and watch too. How is that allowed on television? I don't know. <laughs> What's cable? I guess because it's cable. There's. I always feel like there's yeah, less regulation on cable. <sighs> but everything's on either cable, cable or or satellite now. That's that's everything, isn't it? Broadcast has stricter regulations. I mean, think about it when it yep. comes to swearing and nudity. They have much stricter practices than HBO. Does the FCC control cable television too? They should. Because I know they, they yeah, control broadcast, so. and that is why it's so strict. I wonder. But I don't well, want an eight-year-old getting up and watching a woman hold up a rotating dildo at 9 o'clock in the morning, for Christ's sake. Would they even know what it is? <laughs> well, it sure looked like a penis, I'll tell you that. It, absolutely. And then there was a little hook at the bottom, and I didn't know what it was, and Catherine was telling me it's to stimulate the woman. Hmm. So I don't know. It's like, Jesus, the... Hey, Mom, I was watching this thing, and a guy's got a pink baseball bat. It's unbelievable. There are little kids out there. What are we doing? I don't know. I, I, as a kid, I was naive enough that I probably would think it was a pink baseball bat, too. So Yeah. Well, it could no. be. That rotates by itself. I'd be like, Mom, can we get one of those? It looks so cute because it's pink. <laughs> Your mother loved that idea, I bet, huh? Yeah, she'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> that went over really huge. All right, anyway, moving on. I just wanted to complain about that because I don't think our children should be allowed to tune in and watch something like that. I don't know if kids watch TV anymore anyway. They That's probably true. They're well, watching Comedy Central, and if they were going to turn anything on, it's going to be a phone, and it's going to be YouTube true. or TikTok. You are correct. Uh, no, FCC is only to broadcast television, so right. cable can basically do whatever they want. Mm. I just bad idea, really bad idea. We don't even have cable, so I we haven't had cable since we moved. <clears throat> I don't blame you. I wouldn't get cable either. I just so you're the only one who's traumatized. Mm -hmm. I'm the only one in America traumatized because nobody else watches it, apparently. Nobody else has cable. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody else has cable. Well, just it comes with the building. What are you going to do? Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. So, there, yeah, because we don't have broadcast television in Minnesota. We do not. We don't have cable. We don't have broadcast. We just have uh, whatever that other crap is called. Yeah, Roku and Roku. Friends. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what we do. All right, so, Kristen, what's new in your world? What's the latest? We're getting ready for the Super Bowl here in Los Angeles, so that's probably the biggest news in town. Um, and obviously, our Rams are playing, so that's exciting. Oh. I couldn't name it in a a single football player on the team, but um <laughs> I was just saying that. It's like how can you name any football greats right now other than Tom Brady? Um Patrick Mahomes, only because 
I feel like he gets a lot of play, and his wife does. His wife is always aggravating people, as as is his brother Jackson. Hmm. Really? I feel like yeah, they get they garner a lot of headlines. They seem to be. Everyone seems to say that, and, and you know, people who are football experts can maybe agree or disagree with me. This is just what I generate on, and the impressions I get from the entertainment side of this. That Patrick seems to be a nice guy. People like him a lot. His brother is problematic, and his fiance is problematic. Now, how how are they being pro- problematic? What are they doing? Um, I think that his his brother is kind of leaning into his brother's celebrity oh, and yeah. you know, throws around the name like, "Don't you know who I am?" or "Don't you know who my brother is?" That kind of situation, oh, which happens all the time when someone's sibling becomes famous. We've heard this story over and over again. His fiance, and this is kind of a uh, there's two sides to this story that's been playing out in the media. She was up in one of the skyboxes, I think, during one of the playoff games, and she sprayed champagne down on the like the mezzanine level below. Oh. Some people are saying, "Hey, that was really rude to do. It looks like you're, you know, like showering champagne down to all the peons." Some people were sitting in that section said, "Hey, we encouraged her to do it after their win." So, but she's taken a lot of heat for it. I don't get. Well, their dad was famous. He was a pitcher for the Twins, as a matter of fact. There you go. I mean, so they've been in the limelight in some way, shape, or form for a while. Yeah, absolutely. His name was Patrick Mahomes Senior. He's the senior in the in the good guy. I guess I didn't know him. I never met him, but I heard he was a real nice guy. So I don't know what to tell you. But that's who I can name. And, and Tom Brady and oh 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 and Aaron Rodgers, of course, because of his off-the-field controversies. Like what? His whole, like, I'm vaxxed, no, I'm immunized. Oh, and then yeah, he's, yeah. You know, the anti-vax thing, the Joe Rogan situation, and he's engaged to um, an actress. So I think that that's probably another reason um, I know who he is. But otherwise, I'm like, I have no idea. Sure. All right, Kristen, we brought it up earlier, but I want to hear your take. What is your take on Joe Rogan? <laughs> Listen, you're either going to listen to him or you're not. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. He has been kind of a bro for a really long time. Mm -hmm. He is just that, like, over, over, um, like, he's the guy that, he's like a gym rat to me. You know what I mean? Like, the guy just spends the whole day in the gym lifting, forms his own opinions from the guys in the gym, spouts them off on the radio. He's got his opinion. Do I think he's probably vaccinated behind the scenes? I do, honestly. I'm not going to lie. Um, And then, but he also has an audience that he speaks to, and he is going to um, give them opinions that they will agree with, and that just generates more headlines, and that generates more money for Spotify, and there you go. So either listen to it or don't listen to it. I think it's a bunch of nonsense, in my opinion. I know. Somebody having walnuts there? What are you doing? I just put my glasses down on the table. No, somebody else uh, is cracking something. No, I think I that's know. what it might have been. It oh, sounds like plastic rubbing against plastic. No, it was a wooden table. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway, um, God, I lost my train of thought now. But it, um, Oh, yeah, one thing I will tell you about Joe Rogan is I've talked to him a couple times. He's not a friendly guy. If he doesn't know you, he's not friendly at all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, way get. I asked him what part of Boston he was from, and he basically told me it's none of your goddamn business. Like, pardon me, I'm just trying to find a little background on you. 
But I will tell you this. I know several people that know him well, and they love the guy. They think he's the greatest guy in the damn world. Now, these are people that are actors, so he can help them out. Um, but, yeah, I know several people that know Joe Rogan and think the world of him. But, man, if you're not in that inner circle, he doesn't give a rat's ass about anybody yeah. but himself and, and his friends. He's making a ton of money off of um, what, you know, off of his opinions. And you know what? Right. You have to sit there and look at, at Howard Stern. He was controversial when he was like the shock jock at the time. Right. There's, there's plenty of other shock jocks of, of the time. I think Howard has softened a lot over the years. Still one of the greatest interviewers out there. But you're either going to pay attention to it or you're not going to pay attention to it. Um, but I do think a lot of these people who are spouting like, hey, you know, I, I'm anti-vax, blah, blah, blah. I think a lot of them yeah. behind the scenes, just because of the regulations, are vaccinated. Uh, and so you got to just noise on their do mic. what's best what is for that, you. <laughs> what is that noise? I have no idea. It's nobody in here. It's not here. Well, I don't know I where don't it is. I don't have any noise I, going on. And I'm the only one here, so I don't know. It must be on the line somewhere. Okay, then I'll just ignore it. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Kristen. Uh, yeah, just it, it, it sounds like plastic being rubbed on plastic, but... It, but if you oh, guys I don't hear don't anything do... over here then. The only time I had, I put my glasses down on the table, but that was only a one-time thing. Maybe so. it's Jude eating the leg off the table. That Jude, might be it. Judy. But he's not even in here, so it can't be him. Um, yeah, so, like I said, I just, you know, the, and I'll defend Joe Rogan in saying, as I said, he's had vaccination people on, he's had anti-vaccination people on, you get to hear both opinions. I don't know how that's spreading misinformation when you offer both sides of the mm. argument. It's I a think what wound up happening was when he wound up getting COVID himself, he was taking ivermectin, which, of course, right. everyone has their opinion on it. Um, and then you had Aaron Rodgers, who then also got COVID and said, hey, I talked to Joe Rogan. And then you're like, well, when, is he, when has he become the medical expert? And <laughs> I think it just snowballed from there because people are going to grasp at certain aspects of it. Because you might ask a friend, like, hey, what did you do that helped you get better from COVID? You know? Right. But maybe he shouldn't have mentioned it in the press. That's probably what it was. Well, the problem that I have is I was vaccinated, I was boosted, and I still got COVID. And, you know, it is what it is. And I got really sick, actually, for about three days. I was okay most of the time, but for about three days, I, I got very, very sick. There's no doubt about that, so... I did what I was supposed to do, and I still got it. Whatever. Long, I just worried about Catherine and the kids and the grandkids, uh, you know. but they didn't come over, so that worked out. But, yeah, I just I don't care about stuff like that. You want me to take an injection? I don't give a rat's ass. I'm tough. I can handle it. Ah! You can take the needle. <laughs> I can take nope. the needle. I've taken three needles at this point. But for me, obviously, I have to do it if I want to go to work. And I just have no problem yeah, with it. Yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm just like, I don't want to get, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to die. I'm good. But everyone has to make their own decision. And at this point, you've had plenty of time to, to make that decision. So, you know, the thing I would like to point out is they, they tell you, oh my God, it's just horrible. And so they're worried about them, they themselves getting infected by you if you're not vaccinated. They're not worried about you, they're worried about themselves. Is that correct? Well, everyone's self centered, I think. <clears throat> Well, yeah, yeah but, like the, but, I mean, I'm not vaccinated and I have certain people in my life that, yes, they're like, I don't want you to give it to me mm -hmm. and kill me. Okay. Well, I don't understand something. So it's okay to sell alcohol by the hundreds of thousands of gallons and then get behind the wheel and kill other people. That's okay. We don't care about that one. Well, Is that right? 
who says that I mean, we don't we, care about that? We do care. <laughs> well, well, we don't regulate Except for it in Minnesota, where we just let you off with a slap on the wrist. But that's what I'm saying. You don't even you don't even pay a price. You know, you got about five DUIs. You finally have to go to jail for like an hour. Mm-hmm. No, look, we got to stop all this bad behavior. I worry about. Look, I'm not saying if you're not vaccinated, it's bad behavior, or vaccinated, it's bad behavior. But you can't single things out just because it's part of your life. Well, drunk drivers are part of our life too, and we let them get away with it every single day. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I am I wrong? It's yeah, absolutely. We, there's a lot of behavior that we tolerate, like exactly. smoking, like smoking. Yeah, like smoking. Exactly. I'll believe the hospitals are overwhelmed. Argument when you start shaming smokers and people yeah. who eat fast food yep. and people who drink, people who engage in any dangerous behavior. I mean, technically speaking, all these people are choosing to lead unhealthy lifestyles and put strain on our medicine medical system but you well, never I mean, cared about that until driving. just now there's no excuse when there's uber and lyft at this point no, right there's yeah. not but people and, never seem to care about and, it but and they all of a sudden they care about our precious medical system it's like know, no you care about yourself just be honest and i know that it can be inflammatory but you know if you have promiscuous unprotected sex mm-hmm. right. you're at risk for venereal diseases yep. you yep. know like aids mm-hmm. so if, as long as you use condoms, I mean, there's a chance of that transmitting that is very small or contracting is very small. But that's not the choice. So people right. are making these choices. You know, if, if you're using illicit uh, heroin, uh, every once in a while you get a little fentanyl in there. You mm-hmm. might die. Yep. You know, don't do that. I mean, the, there's choices that people make. And, and, and that no one wants to be held. No one wants to help people responsible for their actions. There's no holding responsibility for your actions. Until now, because now it affects them personally. Yeah. Or so they, so they, now they, we're being held. They're afraid it right. will affect them Now personally. we're being right. held accountable for our, our lack of actions yep. rather than actions. Yeah. So. No, you're absolutely right about that. It's just the whole thing is absolutely disgusting. I mean, we can go down the list. There, there are a list of things that are going on right now that I find just ridiculously stupid and people just keep saying it over and over and over again. Well, like Whoopi Goldberg saying that uh, the Nazis killing uh, 13 million people in concentration camps wasn't racist. <laughs> what? She's so they weird. Were, well, she just thinks the, it's white people killing other white people. So, it's, But it's not. Semites. Okay? It's a different different deal. Plus the fact what, they, what, what, the Aryan race? Isn't that what they call themselves? So they didn't call themselves mm-hmm. white people. They were the Aryan race, yep. right? Blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah, so, I mean, so she I just can go feel like a lot say, of people need to go back and take a history class or yes, get themselves yes. over to Germany and go to some of these concentration camps. They are Ugh. devastating to visit. They're devastating. Alex was just talking about that. Yeah, yeah I went to Dachau. Um, Same five six years ago seven years ago i don't yeah it's and that was as i was saying before i was like and that wasn't even one of the worst ones i mean they're all absolutely horrible but it was mild compared to some of the other ones it's just but when you see the ovens i mean you think about that can you imagine that that was your fate that someone marched you over to an oven like because i remember at dachau you see them right there and now at this point there's a lot of beautiful gardens and greenery in certain sections um but the starkness is still there and i've got to imagine when you go during like a winter during winter I, i think i went during the summer um just how dreary and bleak your entire life was waking up every single day to that yeah and like the bunk houses where people just so tiny and how the amount of people that were shoved in them and it was just like oh Stash. gosh yeah it, 
I, it made such, I mean, obviously, I studied it in, in school growing up and in college, but going there just made such a, an impression that it's to me is honestly will always stick with me because it was so devastating. That whole day, I just felt so solemn and somber and sad. No, I understand. And, you know, Alex, I'm, I'm sure it's the same way. It just, you don't get over something like that, I wouldn't think. This, just going to the Holocaust Museum was bad enough. My God, and that's in Washington, D.C., so that's not even in Germany. Like, it's, how is humanity so cruel? It's, I guess that's what I always question. Right. No, you're absolutely right about that. So any kids' movies coming out we can laugh at? Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. Yay! Yay! No. What's been so interesting, uh, and I'm sure maybe Tim has talked about this, but the, uh, the box office has just been the same three movies over and over again. Yeah, you know, it's been there's Spider-Man, nothing going on. It's been Sting 2, and it's been Scream. And, mm-hmm. um, it, hey, it's keeping the, the movie theaters busy and afloat, but at the same time, you're like, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this in our lifetime where for months we had no new movies coming to the movie theater and they were all closed, and then now we're just like, we're going to hang on to the same three films over and over again until people finally yep. tire of them. Yeah. I saw Sing 2. It was great. Oh, you did? Yeah, with the adorable. kids? Yeah, it was absolutely adorable. We'll yeah, watch we it once it's free on Disney+. Plus. It won't be on Disney+. Plus. It's not a Disney movie. Well, on whatever we saw it on then. The it's on one channel. of those streaming things. I forget which one. Uh, it's Peacock, on the pig gym. Yeah. On what? Peacock? Uh, Peacock? No, we don't have Peacock. It was on one of those. I know Universal is sending <clears throat> most of their films... Um, to Peacock. Hmm. I, I did know. not know that. I do not know, but yeah, it was really great, and I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. So anything yeah, good coming Yeah, I think the up? one thing that's, that I just want to say is interesting, in most <clears throat> cases, other than a big blockbuster like Spider-Man, most of the movies, if they're not coming out immediately on streaming, it's 45 days. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- <clears throat> that's kind of the new normal at this point. So you can just wait 45 days if you don't want to go to the movie theater. And, and that came out, what, but Christmas week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. What did? Sing 2. Sing 2. It's been out for almost six weeks already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and Spider-Man's been at the top of the box office for almost two months. Yeah, yeah. God and knows like, how long. Encanto is still in some theaters, and that yep. came out in November. Yeah. It's... Really? We'll get a couple things, like, coming in, in February, but it's still going to be relatively quiet. Like, J-Lo has a rom-com coming, Marry Me. That's going to oh, be, yeah. um, you know, but it's not, we just don't have these huge blockbusters coming every single weekend, all these tent poles, right. the way we've had in the past. My neighbors won tickets to the Marry Me movie premiere in Ooh. wherever, and they are, like, not movie premiere people at all, and so I, it's going to be such an interesting story to hear how that went for them. I know, and, and this film has been <laughs> finished for, at this point, almost like two and a half years, and they just held it for so long, mm-hmm. so at this point, <laughs> it feels like Jennifer Lopez has been promoting it for two years now. <laughs> You're like it better be good. You know, and it, <laughs> it better be good. And it doesn't it doesn't take too long before it starts to look like a period piece. But the it's way- absolutely true. Some mm-hmm. of the technology and things That's that right. were filmed pre-pandemic sometimes look a little weird to us because you're like, well, we would never do that now. <laughs> huh. That's pretty much true. We got to take a break here. Be right back with one more segment with Kristen Burt and the family. 
Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's special square, check out this flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. It won't be around for long. There are also deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, too. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, or call 800-516-5146 for these great radio specials. We're rocking out, man. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. We are back. We're talking movies. We're talking television. What? I have a movie that I want to talk about that is, like, very obscure, but I'm bringing it up because maybe Kristen's seen it. Maybe she hasn't. The movie Eloise, based on the children's books. Eloise. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I I didn't even know it existed. I think it came out in 2006. 16. 2016? Oh, so it's not well, as old as I thought wait. it was going to be. <laughs> is it like a horror movie? No. Oh, well, No, this... it's based on the kids' book. It's a children's... Yeah. You what might be it? thinking of Eloise at the Plaza. Yeah, at the Plaza. Uh, okay, That's yes, from 2003. 2003? Okay, so yeah. It's... Yeah. And so my daughter, Fawn, is very into the Eloise books because Eloise is six. She's a six-year-old girl of this very rich woman that is never there. And she lives at the Plaza with her nanny. And she just basically, like, runs around causing all sorts of mayhem Female at the Plaza. Female Richie Rich, basically? Kind of, yeah. And she... It's just, I love the books. Dan hates them. 
because she goes on these like big rants that make no sense, and I'm just like, it's such a six year old. It's a six year old thing to like, do. Thing yeah. to do. I loved Eloise as a kid. I love them so much, and Fawn is really into them. And one of my friends was like, oh, have you guys watched the movie? And I was like, there's a movie. I had no Julie idea. Julie Andrews is in it. I didn't know how. I'm like, how did I not know about this movie? Christine Baranski. I mean, and <clears throat> Jeffrey Tambor's in it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have some great Broadway stars too, Gavin Creel and Deborah Monk. Oh, whoa, whoa, Why not? Wait, wait, Stephanie so, Mills. Wait a second. We're, we're talking about a child, the the child that's been abandoned by her, her mother. Sounds like a latchkey kid, a rich well, latchkey kid. It sounds to me like I couldn't watch it. It's the ter- most tragic, sad thing in the world. She's having, a, she's having a great time being raised by her nanny. Yep. Nanny's lovely. She's her mostly companion, is what she calls her. Mm. Oh, I just love, love, love nanny. Well, she's my mostly companion. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Sometimes they go to Paris and okay. visit her mother, wherever okay. she is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. And uh, father's never mentioned. I don't know. Oh, I really, well. I know. Oh, geez, this is a great uh, I, I think this is well, a she asked, okay. Did she ask, like, where her dad is? I know. It's like, is there? No. Well, actually, I think, we, I think we may have actually, maybe. I don't know. We've been reading them for a while, though, but she just got, ba- like, really back into them because I got her. She's learning to read and i got her some and last week she was like i want more eloise books are there more eloise books because she has eloise at the plaza eloise in paris and then like eloise how to eat play and stay six forever or something like that and i was like i don't know and i found these learn to read eloise books it's like a pack of six of them and so i was like oh my gosh she's gonna flip out and so now we're in a very big Eloise phase in our lives and I so yeah, yeah I mean, I've never seen the movie and it has like big names in it and I'm like what with Julie Andrews as nanny how can you lose exactly who plays Eloise uh Sofia Vasileva I don't know huh. I'm not familiar with her all right well yeah oh, I'm like, she she's 29 years medium. old now yeah. <laughs> she was that medium, long ago so oh she's from Minneapolis what yeah look at that cool yep well, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it. Maybe next, actually, I'm not going to be on the podcast next say, week, but fun. two She's weeks from now, I will do a review of Eloise at the Plaza, because mm-hmm. I am determined to watch the movie. I told Fawn yesterday that it was a movie, and she was like, Let, let's watch it immediately. And I was like, well, you have school, so maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's probably going to love it. I was like, you can never, I mean, when Julie Andrews is in it, it's going to be oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to ask a question. What do you mean you're not going to be on the podcast next week? I am going to be at your place in Florida, and I will have my children. Where do you think I am right now doing the podcast? Why wouldn't you be in Excuse me. Do you have children that you need to care for right now? No, it's not an excuse. (laughs) Do you have two small children that need to be watched after? That's all I'm telling you. While you're doing the podcast? No, because it's impossible. And do you have a British friend that you haven't seen in six years that's going to be with you? We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. (laughs) Anyway, she talks. That's how she speaks, 100%. (laughs) 100%. Honestly, God, I got to tell you a quick story. I got to tell Kristen a quick story about your British buddy. My British buddy. Your pal, Mm -hmm. which the family just loved her. But she got to meet. She's uh, still alive. Well, I haven't no, seen her in probably a decade, so I mean... Six years. It's been six, six years, six years, years yeah. in America. Yeah, it's a long time. But honest to God, I took, we took her to a party, and uh, God, who was all the... Faison Love was there, and uh, Peter Billingsley was there, 
But the big one was who, Alex? The, I thought she was going to have a heart attack when he walked over and, and said hello. Vaughn. Vince Vaughn came over, and I thought she was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> no way. Yeah, she gets very starstruck about like anything. She gets really that wound up hilarious. about like even the most like minor celebrity situations. <laughs> It's hilarious. She's about five foot two, and he's of course six five or six six, something like that. He was like a foot and a half taller than she was. Yeah. Oh, it was a great moment. So funny. And that's the night that we saw. Oh my gosh, that night was so ridiculous. We saw Kevin Love, who is like seven feet tall, slip on ice and fall over, and it was just like this crazy situation of just so many long limbs Mm. flailing and the entire city was covered in black ice oh that's the worst and so we were at this party and then we drove back to saint paul which took us i think three hours which is usually a 15 minute drive because there was a 17 car accident (laughs) my gas tank was on empty the entire time yeah, it was like quite, it was quite a situation. But we got we got to the gas station. We were driving like two miles per hour the entire way. Yeah, that was so. Wild. Kristen, have you ever met somebody when you, your career first started where you were just starstruck by meeting them? No, you know, everyone always asks me if I've ever been starstruck, even in interviewing people. And I will mm-hmm. tell you, the one person that made me just super excited to interview them is not someone who works in Hollywood. They're in the Olympic sports world, and that was Michelle Kwan, because oh, I just well, yeah, sure. loved her when she was skating so much. And I I always think about, because like, the 2002 Olympics are obviously celebrating their 20th anniversary, and how right. like that was her Olympics. She was finally going to win her gold, and then she fell, and I felt like I fell oh. on the ice, and I was so crushed. Mm. <laughs> I haven't gotten over it, you guys, 20 years later. <laughs> she still, still never gotten it over. Still it. feels you know, really. Michelle tough. probably is long past it. I still am not over it. I'm just crushed <laughs> for her. <laughs> but that's how much I loved her. So when I finally had the opportunity to interview her, I think it was probably somewhere around 2006 or 2007. I <laughs> inside, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is finally happening." <laughs> yeah, understandable. I, I was trying to think, Alex, Andy, anybody ever you were well, you two were never starstruck because you've known famous people your whole life. I don't life. think I've ever been starstruck so much. I think yeah. the first interview I remember being on the show that I was like really excited for was Billy West, which you didn't even know who he is. I the voiceover most, guy, I know. Yeah, Billy. Well, I worked with <clears throat> Billy. West. Well, when you saw that Billy West was going to be on, I was like, Bill, Billy West, that Billy West, and you were like, what Billy West? So. <laughs> No, but I didn't know the voiceover guy was going to be on. Yep, yeah, but most people don't even know who he is. But, yeah, he's. I've always been more into voiceover people because I grew right. up with cartoons and video games. And there was a and lot of overlap between the voiceover people and both of those things. I didn't really watch a whole lot of live TV, if any, really. So yeah, that's it's like, true. I grew up with all these voices, you know, um, Billy West and Rob Paulson, those people. And... Um, it's those people are the ones I like interviewing because they're more relevant to me. But it's like, you know, I don't know, we could have some massive superstar on and I would be like, okay, whatever. Well, yeah, you wouldn't really care. So uh, actually, Ralph and Kristen, um, my kids basically to this day, they're 35 and turning 33 tomorrow. 
Alex's birthday is tomorrow, but the, their highlight, <laughs> they're the proudest of their father. They were proudest of their father when I did the voiceover for a macaroni and cheese commercial. Uh, it was Monsters, it was Monsters <laughs> Inc. Macaroni it was Monsters and Inc. figures of macaroni and cheese, and the kids were <clears throat> so excited to be my children because but, I was doing a macaroni and cheese commercial. And we got <laughs> so many boxes of that mac and cheese because we you did, did the commercial. Yeah. We got like, like crates of well, it, and we were like, this is the best. Well, Tom, finally they realized you had made it. You, you yeah. finally yeah. made yeah. it. I finally oh made gosh. it because they did a mac- well, Monsters they, Inc. You know, I was telling Andy. I love we, that. But that's the truth, though. When yeah. you constantly are interviewing celebrities it's always true, the toms yeah. that you sit there yeah. and think wait they're excited about that that same thing happens to me all the time <laughs> you can be on the oscars red carpet but people will really care that you know for whatever reason that you were um you know behind the scenes at dancing with the stars or that you interviewed a kardashian or that you're on qvc like it's just funny that people latch onto different things Yep, they do. Well, you know, my kids did. You know, my uh, <laughs> my starstruck experience. I really have only had one, even though, even though, you know, and Kristen or Kristen, you know, we talked about this. You know, even though I was in the presence of Eric Braden, uh, I was. Uh, the, my starstruck experience was when Tom introduced me to Nick Swartzen. Oh, that's right. And I that and that because at the time I was a huge Reno nine one one fan, and he was Terry, and oh. it was oh, God, what a talent! You know, just. A very talented guy. Now, even when I met Louis, you know, Louis Anderson, I would never starstruck, even though what a what a great talent he was. God rest his soul. What a loss. Oh, honestly. terrible. Yeah, it was God terrible. Louis lost Bob Saget. Bob Bob was a friend of mine as well. Lost mm-hmm. Bob Saget. Lost Louis Anderson. Lost uh, another local guy. Well, you remember, Kristen, when you were working town, Camel Methune is a huge ad agency. Mm-hmm. Bill Dunlap died last week, or a couple of weeks ago now, yeah. I guess. And January I was, like, was a brutal month. Oh, it was a lot terrible. Of yeah. And then and you it, lose it, Johnny it didn't Fever. Last four weeks. I felt like January lasted 26 weeks, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, you're right. Took forever. Losing Johnny Fever was not easy. I didn't know Howard Hessman at all, but I sure loved that show because it was about disc jockeys. I thought it was wonderful. He's been out of the public eye for a, a little while, hasn't he? I feel yeah. like I haven't yeah. seen him in the last few years. Yeah, he's 81 when he died, so there you go. It just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's unfortunate, but you move along. But, yeah, Louie still, I'm in a situation with Louie. I still, it's like, hey, i got to call Louie. Oh, I can't call Louie because he's dead. You know, it's one of those days. Yeah. When did you last speak with him? Um, In August. It was the, mm-hmm. what, the ninth anniversary of the show, Andy? Is that when it was? Uh, Yeah, it was, yeah, that's what it was for. It was for the ninth anniversary. I think it was, that was August, like August seventeenth or something like that. Something like I could probably. But let, me, let me hold on. I can okay, it. look it up and I'll tell Kristen this part. It was the two thousand episode, is what it was. I oh, two thousand episode. That's what. Yes, there you go. that's so. It was episode two thousand. Episode two thousand. He was on, and now so that was September, uh, October, November, December. Yeah, so he it was five months before he died, and he was on the show, and I brought up on the show that Louis Anderson and my mother were the best of friends. My mother adored Louis Anderson, thought he was a wonderful Aww. guy, and they were very close, and I brought her name up, and he started openly weeping. You guys remember that, Aww. when he started crying? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I went, something's going on here, man. So he knew he didn't have long to live. I think and he might my, my uh, So well, devastating. I, I was such a big fan of his Saturday morning, like little Louis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Life with Louis. Life yep. with Louis. Oh, my God, that mm-hmm. was so, yeah. Yeah, he was one of those, he went into the hospital and it was what, like two days? 
three days. Two days, yep. That yeah. was it. Which, it was uh, like two days. That was the end of it. But uh, he was something. I, you know, one thing, I, Kristen, well, the kids know this. I think even Ralph knows this. But the first time Louis ever met Catherine, he takes her aside, but not out of voice reach. So I could still hear them talking, but he took her aside. <laughs> and he goes, Catherine. I got to bring up a point to you about Tom and see if you see the same thing I do. And she goes, yeah, what's that? And he goes, you ever notice Tom's very self-involved? <laughs> I was like, gee, thanks. Thanks a lot, Louie. He says this to my wife. Thank you so much for that. I really, really appreciate it. But, God, there was a, we had a, a New Year's Eve party about, oh, God, probably seven, eight years ago. And Louie came to the New Year's Eve party. And this woman had too much to drink. Remember that? Andy and Alex, do you remember that? I don't think so. You, I, I, mean, I, I remember several parties where a woman had too much to drink, yes. but I remember, <laughs> I remember hearing about it. I was there, oh. but I didn't witness it. Oh, God, it was unbelievable. She, she hopped on Louie's lap and started dry humping him. That's not going to get you anywhere. Oh, boy. That's a lot. Ooh, he <laughs> That's was a party. <laughs> That's a party. Oh, God, he was he pissed off. He was not happy about that one, Kristen. I'll tell you that. No doubt about it. But we move on with life, I guess. I guess so. There you go. I guess that's all the whole deal is. But, yeah, it's, it, it, well, the Bob Saget thing out in L.A. must be a, a pretty big deal because that he, he killed on America's Funniest Home Videos. I, I thought he was terrific on there. Yeah, you know, and I think that, you know, he was so, he crossed over so many generations because so many people grow up with Full House and, you know, out he overlapped yeah. with America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. Some people knew him from stand-up and then he was back with Fuller House. So you have to say there's probably at least two and a half generations between that span. Yeah. And yeah. so many people had worked with him, loved him, adored him. And I just think that the outpouring of adoration we all saw with his passing just really proves how he really was that guy he, he kind of was everyone's yeah. dad and even though his comedy was a lot bluer <laughs> but that was the great well, thing about yes. him there were, there were two sides to him yeah. and, he, and he did stand up the whole time he was on the shows too yeah yeah he, he did yep. yeah very incongruent uh two careers at the same time basically that's hard to sustain too and yeah. people accepted both sides of that which is wonderful i don't think you could do that these days you don't think everything so? you everything is typecast. Everything is combined because everything is you know it's right there. If you wanted back then, if you wanted to see him on uh, Full House, you had to wait until you know Sundays at seven or whatever the hell it was. Right. And if you wanted to see him do stand up, you had to go to his stand up. Whereas now they're both just you put it on YouTube. There you go. You can watch them both, and people are going to be like, "Hey, wait a minute. How come Danny Tanner is acting like a you know?" Longshoreman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and people, yeah, exactly. people get all okay, mad about it. It'd but be back social then, media ruining yeah, that aspect exactly. of his career because Every, social media has ruined everything. That is very yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, so you couldn't have two products of the, from the same person. No. Really, he had two products, two different yeah, right. personas, exactly. yeah. two products. Successful products, yeah, too. He had yeah. two careers at the same time, but they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't allow that these days, I don't think. Yeah, maybe not. You mean like radio and podcasting? Thank you very much. Great yeah, to be here. Hmm. You know what I'm saying. 
But well, yeah, I, I miss those guys. Bob Saget was a great guy. I knew Louis much, much better. I adored Louis, and I really, really miss him a lot. But Scott Hansen was another local guy, very, very funny, nicest guy in the world. He's been dead for about four or five months already. You know, Bill Dunlap from Camel Mathoon. It's like, okay, enough with the dying. Let's wrap it up. Let's go. Let's move on to February, February 1st. And Melissa Here just lost go. her grandpa. Yeah, just lost, and, and that was on January, what, 30th? That was 30th? Sunday. Oh, God. So, yeah, it was the 30th of January. Yep. He almost, almost made it out of January. but Almost. It's a tough – Ralph, as a doctor, is, is January – that's a hard month for people to get through, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, because it's just I wonder, dark actually. and cold. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot yeah. of, you know, I don't know if there's statistics that support it. But, I'm you wondering know, right being now. Being depressed and if you're a little bit sick and you're a little bit, you know, it's just you just run the risk. And you're, of course, inside around a lot of people. So you can get minor, minor uh, uh, infections. Uh, oh, sure. You know, yeah. any kind of pulmonary infections, you're just at risk for that. And it, 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 it tip you over the edge. Yep, that coal there, it's not good for you. It is not. Is it? Did they ever find out what killed Bob Saget? Was it a heart attack? Oh, yeah. What was the cause I don't of think death. that they've announced it yet. That, that is that they haven't concluded. They were looking into stroke and heart attack. They know, yeah, they know exactly. They, when they, if they did an autopsy. If they did an autopsy, they, they know, know exactly what happened. what happened to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You open up his heart, nothing wrong with his heart. Oh, there's no big, big clot in his big vessels. You open it, oh, look, there's a big old, big old white spot in his brain. Well, bringo. Yeah, why right. would they wait? Is there would there be a reason for them to wait to announce why no. he, or how he passed away? No, because it was, uh, apparently there's no really uh, incidents foul of drug. If the there's sc- no foul play. There's no drugs. Yeah. No alcohol. Yeah, well, yeah. So maybe just, right. and I don't understand it because you know you, you know that result. You know, with the gross when when they do the gross examination of the body, many times gives you the answer. But it, yeah, that's pretty much what it would be in his case. That's what you would expect, unless they're looking. But microscopic evidence, well. That's when you have like a cancer or something like that that mm-hmm. you, you want to you have to do microscopic examination of this to see what it was, but that's only two or three days. And so uh, this whole thing's wrapped unless they're doing I I don't know it doesn't make any sense to oh, me. Oh, I think I might have something. Oh wait, no, this really? was this was his sister. Oh, what did his, she say? Uh, his sister died of scleroderma. Ooh. Which uh, yeah. He, a, yeah, he was a. Uh, he fundraised after her death. He yeah, fundraised was a long for, time ago. for decades, yeah, for scleroderma. My we, grandmother died of that. They're still just they don't have it. Uh, they don't have it published. Interesting. Well, I was told that they found when they found him dead that he had one hand on his chest, so they thought it might be a heart attack. Mm-hmm. If anything, that's it was a heart attack. I mean, heart attack or stroke are like the safe bets. There's no yeah. real reason to believe it except for statistics. Yeah. Right. And I believe his brother passed away from a heart attack. Oh, really? oh, sudden death. Okay. Yeah, there seemed to be a family history. So yeah, no, I'm I'm going with uh, pulmonary embolus, but that's uh, could be yeah, uh, saddle embolus. That's what I'm going with. <clears throat> yeah, because once that hits, you don't have a whole lot of time. Nope. Nope. That well, sudden death bad. too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a very funny guy and a, one of the nicest men. Now you met him personally, didn't you, Kristen? Yes, I I haven't interviewed him in a while, but I would say probably about a decade ago at a television. Um, Academy event where they were saluting television's greatest dads. So Aww. it was amazing. It was a really fun, fun night. And um, like Dick Van Dyke was there, and Dick Van Patten was there from Eight Is Enough. He was still alive. Bob Saget was there. It was just a really cool night. Yeah, it sounds like that. See, that's part of your job that must be that, that must be thrilling and very rewarding. Is nights like that. 
Absolutely, because those are the nights where you get to see probably the best of Hollywood, honestly. Because it's not the award shows that's the best of Hollywood. It's those celebratory nights, whether it's a Lifetime Achievement Award or whether it's just kind of a theme night that they decide to do. Those are are the ones that always stick out in your mind. Okay, well, my favorite Hollywood night in history was when Catherine Brandt was... 21, I was 29, we went out to uh, the Tower, that's when I was working for Capitol Records. We went out to the Tower in Los Angeles, and we were walking into Musso and Frank's, and coming out the door were two men who were carrying uh, one arm around their shoulder, a piece of Rod Stewart, who was too drunk to walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rod's got some problems. Not surprising. So there you go. <clears throat> and you know what's amazing, amazing about that? Catherine does not remember seeing him. She doesn't remember it at all. Was she really drunk and you were carrying her in yeah, the hotel? So, well, that was the night. Oh, Kristen, you'll love this one. Now, I, we had been together about, oh, I would say probably about five months, something like that. I had just met her five months early, and we take a trip out there to visit my friend who was in, in voiceover out there. And I was thinking about moving out there to do voiceover and went to New York instead. But <laughs> we go into Musso and Frank's, and Catherine orders a lobster. She's 21 years old and apparently wasn't paying attention because she ordered a lobster, 10 pounds of lobster. <laughs> I do believe I had to take out a mortgage on my house to pay for it, if I remember correctly. Was that a hundred dollar lobster back in the day? Oh, it was at least a hundred dollars. It might have been a few hundred dollars actually back in the day. And but we were handed out. Are not the best meat either. No, they're yeah. not. No. No, not at all. We were handing it out to everybody who'd come near us. Here, have a lobster claw. Enjoy some lobster on us. (laughs) Catherine, she was a piece. But, I, you know, thinking about that, looking back, that she was 21 years old, and there she is standing in the recording studio where Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and all those guys cut Johnny Mercer in that Capitol Tower uh, uh, recording studio. Uh, I said, Catherine, that is the mic that Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra sang into record this album, that album, this album. And she's 21. That must have been kind of overwhelming, I would think. Right? It's either overwhelming or you're like, those are old dudes. (laughs) (laughs) That does happen. And you don't realize until later on when you understand, like, the yeah, gravity maybe. of like the magnitude of what you were in front of. Well, go, she was oh, that would have really been cool. 1980. So yeah, 80 I don't or know, they were yeah. they were still like active, I think some of them anyway. Yeah, there was Yeah, there was I think they're all still active, yeah. but sometimes you just think when you're younger like, oh, there's those old people. That's, <laughs> That's true. like sometimes. my grandmother's, you know, singers. But then later on as you get older and understand like how legendary they were, you're like, "Oh, when I was in there, that was amazing. The 21 is like the perfect age to not appreciate things. No, not care because about Because below yeah. that age, you're a kid, so you just like everything. And then above that age, you have more of an understanding of why it's significant. But in right. your early 20s, late teens, that's the age where you're, you're too good for everything, so you don't really care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yep. All right, young lady, it's time to wrap it up already. Every time you're on, it just the time flies by, sister. It's All like I've been here two minutes. Two minutes. You're absolutely right. All right, well, that's going to do it. We will talk to you tomorrow with the family.